Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I am so overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord tonight. I'm trembling. Someone said I'm nervous. Yes, I am. But at the same time, just listening to what was going on tonight, I was asking God, wow, you're just signing off what you're going to bring tonight. I had asked our brother to leave the lights like this, only because tonight I want you guys to listen to the words that I'm going to say, and I want you guys to think, listen, meditate, And see if you receive something from the Lord. All right? I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads first. We're going to pray, okay? Father God, thank you for this opportunity that you have given for me to be in this house with my brothers and my sisters, Lord. We give you thanks because here we can find words of living waters that refresh our minds, our, our souls, and our hearts, Lord. At this moment, Lord, I'm going to ask you that your sweet Holy Spirit... Walk through the passage here to each of the hearts, each person here seeing tonight, Lord. We ask you that you sit right by them, Lord, and you touch them accordingly to your will, Lord. You know our needs, Lord. It may not be the same as our wants, Lord, but you know our needs. Our hearts hunger and we thirst for you, Lord. Touch the hearts of each soul, Lord. And we would just take the time to give you the honor and the glory because only you are worthy of all praise, my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank God first and then the pastor for this opportunity. But I got to say something, though. Some of you stood up here and you're like, you can't go to the pastor and talk to the pastor because, you know, he's going to get to you. He's going to have you up here. I didn't go to the pastor. (laughs) I was like, let's stay away. But God knows once in a while, we, we did share thoughts, um, thoughts, you know, and, and we spoke a few times. But I didn't share none of my experiences. I said, I'm not giving it to him because he's going to call me up. <laughs> but I got to tell you something. I've been fighting with this since, I think, back December. Because I knew there was going to be a moment that I was going to have to share something with you guys. Um, and then I said, Lord, you know, what I have to share with them, some of them are going to think there's something wrong with me. You know, there's something wrong with my head. I'm on something. But then the Lord started speaking to my heart through the pastor in the services when we came here, you know. And he started to show me that what he says is what goes, first of all. And when God speaks to the church, he wants the church to listen. You know, some of us will hear. But like my mama told me when I was small, you hear from one ear and it goes out the other. You need to listen to what is being said. Because when you listen, you take it in. And that's what God wants us to do. So when the pastor would talk, there were so many things that he was saying in different services. And I was like, oh, my God, Lord, I got to say that. But now the people are going to think, hey, what's wrong with this girl? She's repeating what the pastor's saying. But, you know, sometimes God has to speak through the angel of the church to show us, you know, 
that he's in the midst, that he is involved in the situation, that there's someone out there that has to receive. And if you have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it again, you know, every time you read the word of God, it's like the same words, but you receive something new every day, you know? So um, the testimony that you guys watched, um, Marcus Stanley, he's a brother in Christ, an anointed brother in Christ. He lives in Virginia. And uh, the reason why I had shared that video with you guys, even though it was a little long, is because sometimes we tend to be so comfortable in our own realm that we forget that there's a world out there and there's chaos going on. Yes, sometimes we have chaos in our lives, but... We get so comfortable sometimes we don't realize that there may be somebody else who's going through a worse situation than we are. And I, I listened to the video and I took a lot into the video because in my case, and you guys are going to see tonight that in my case, I come from that type of atmosphere. I was born and raised in New York City. I come from what we call the ghetto. I lived in the projects all my life till like I was 20 something years old and then I came over to Jersey, which wasn't a big much of a difference, you know. Um, but I wanted you guys to see that uh, sometimes, you know, when a person goes through something, it may be a lesson to you, and it's your, your, your point or your duty to ask God not to allow you to go through that. You know, you want to get closer to God. You can use the experience to learn. But there are things that, honestly, that I went through that I wouldn't want nobody else to go through. Just experiences that I had no choice to go through. I lived in the ghetto. I had no choice. Like, for example, one time, and I'm going to be throwing little pieces of my testimony. One time we were going to church. I was born and raised in church, by the way. Okay? My mom always, day and night, we meditated in the word. We prayed. I mean, I still do that with my kids today. Before they go to school, I stop them at the door and we pray. Because that's what my mama taught me, so I'm going to teach it to my kids. We will read the psalm. And we will pray. And you know what? There were so many things that God had saved me from because of my mom's prayer. You know? But one day we were going to church. And it was a pretty long walk because you have to walk through the projects. And as we were walking, I think I was about seven or eight years old. And I was still a kid. And all of a sudden I heard somebody scream, get down. So we went down. We slammed down to the ground. It was concrete. My face hit the, floor, the concrete. And then all of a sudden, over my head, you hear bangs, 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 bangs. Of course, as kids, we're crying. But my mom's praying. We got up. We kept going to church. Now, a couple of years later, I was in a service, in a youth service. I was about 12 years old this time. And 13, I was about to be 13, I remember, because I was ready to get baptized. And we went to a service. The service was awesome. You know, and um, went to the service. Service was done. My cousin says, come on, I'll give you guys a ride home. It was three of my cousins. And the sister from church, he said, let's take her home. She can't walk alone at night. If you recall, you, you shouldn't walk alone at night. Where I come from, that was a, a big no-no. And so we got to the projects. And uh, he walked her up the building, upstairs to her floor. We're sitting in the car. Then all of a sudden I heard a big bang on the car. I was sitting on the driver's side, the back back of the driver's side, and I looked, it was this guy with a gun. Okay, now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because there's a life out there that, that we didn't have a choice. That was my life. You had to be careful when you would go out. You had to be careful. You had to look to your right, to your left, make sure, always keeping your eyes alert. 
And so there's this shooting going on. He used our car as a shield while he was shooting to another guy across the street. And, of course, we were on that, on that, in that car. We got to the ground of that car. We would just, I don't know how the three of us squeezed on the floor there. But we squeezed and we started praying. We started praying. We started praying. All of a sudden, he got up, turned around, and walked away. He started running. The other guy ran after him and kept shooting. My point of the matter is that prayer works. Okay, there's a lot of things going on in our lives, and sometimes we're so busy trying to figure things out, we forget we got to pray. You know, because prayer did a lot in my household. Prayer continues to do a lot in my household. I thank my mom because she taught me that, you know, and if the church begins to pray, okay, we forget that we come to church, and yes, we can come and smile, we can come say hello, what's up with everybody, you know, we, we, we enjoy the couple hours we're here, but we forget that when we come to church, in reality, is to recharge, get a jump start, get all new to go back out there, because you know what, we have an enemy who's very much aware there's a rapture coming, and because he knows that there's a rapture coming, he wants to work it to try to get as many souls as he can. The church has to come in here into these buildings to get filled with the Holy Spirit and spirit and in truth. Get into the word. Get on your knees and start praying so that when we go back out there, we can grasp those souls from the enemy's hands. And it's important because, you know, we want to show with examples. You know, I dare you, the young people, I dare you to be different. You go to school, right? You see your friends. Don't tell me that you can't be easily influenced. I know a lot of people that say, ain't nobody can change my mind. Ain't nobody can change my thoughts. Nobody make, can make me do anything I don't want to do. In another occasion, there was these two kids from the church. See, we were born and raised in the church. That means that all the families were always together. Back in the days, there were so many different activities. I enjoyed it, but we were always together. So we basically grew up with each other. There was these two brothers in the church. They sang beautifully. They went out with us. Oh, we did sports during the day and church at night. We just had fun. We were always together. These guys started growing up. They were about in their late teens. They said they wouldn't get influenced. They decided to play with church. In other words, they came to church and they sang and they prayed. But when they went outside, they wanted to be just like their friends. I'm up with that. That's what they would say. Okay, I could be like you. Meanwhile, when we would speak to them, we'd be like, mm, you say you would never be influenced. He said, no, no, they don't change my mind. Well, we prayed for them. Unfortunately, they got involved in the gangs. It was two brothers. Mom used to cry all night. You know, we used to pray with her in church because it hurts. It hurts when you know when your son or your daughter, your brother or your sister is going on the wrong path. It hurts. You know, and so you want to pray for them. And we would pray. But they chose not to listen. So they got involved heavy in the gangs. They did what they wanted to do. And then at one point, the brothers separated. They always said they'd be together, but they separated. And they decided to be in two different gangs. Well, what happened? One night, a drug deal went down. And the older brother thought that maybe he could take something and put it in his pocket 
and put it on the side and make some money on his, on his own. And the, gang, the other gang where his younger brother was in found out. They called him in. They tied him up. They blindfolded him. They put him on his knees. There was a gun in the back of his head. And the one who pulled the trigger was the brother. Okay, so it's hard to say that you will not be influenced until you walk into them shoes. No matter how strong you think you are, it's just words. My mama taught me that you can't just use words. You got to back it up with something more powerful in you. And of course, in our case, it's believing in God, reading the scriptures, and praying. Here we go again, praying. I know sometimes it's hard to pray. But the more you pray, the greater the glory you're going to see from God. Okay? So you just got to keep seeking the word. You got to keep praying. You got to keep talking to God. You got to have that passion. I dare the youth. I dare the young people. The adults too, but the young people. I dare you to have a passion. Go ahead. Try to do something different. Say it where your friend can see you and say, hey, what's up with you? You look different. While you're praying and you're reading the scriptures, you don't go announcing, but you do it. Because the Bible says that what you do in secret. I've had situations where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay quiet. And someone will come up to me and say, uh, Ruby, um, why you look different? So I take that opportunity and I start talking about God. See, I won't go to people and be like, like us young people would say, shove it down the throat. No. But I wait and I ask the Lord, open the doors. Open the doors. Open the doors, Lord. You tell me to say something, I'll say it. Open the doors. Because I know that when God opens the doors, it's going to work. It's going to follow through. It's going to be accomplished. And there's going to be more souls coming to Christ. And then the church is going to start getting bigger and grow bigger and bigger. You know, and, and we're going to keep growing. And then here comes the plans for the future where we're going to have a bigger facility. And it's going to just keep growing and growing. It's going to be abundantly full of people. You know what? But in the spirit. And that's going to be awesome because we are here. You know, I wrote something now and, and the pastor mentioned it. Um, and I said, here we go again, Lord. I was going to say it, but now I'm going to repeat it. And somebody's going to say, oh, Miss Ruby's just repeating stuff again. You know? But it was just to prove to me that God's in the situation. And it's also to prove to you guys that when God speaks through the angel of the church, it's God speaking. Because I don't sit down and I don't call the pastor and I tell him, well, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about that, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. No. Like I said, I didn't even want to go, I didn't even go to the pastor. I was afraid, not afraid. I just didn't want to go to the pastor and say, hey, I got something to say. Because they'd be like, okay, come to the front. I don't want to do that. But... When he was talking and he kept talking, oh my God, I was just so overwhelmed because I knew God was talking. The question is, are you listening? Not hearing. Are you listening? Listening to the word of God, listening to the words that are coming out of the pastor's mouth. Because understand this, it's not the pastor that's talking, it's the Lord. It's God. And if he's speaking to you, he wants to do something with you. I had to learn that. Anyway, what I had written is like, I, sp I was speaking to the church and I was like, God wants a church where the sick is healed, where captives are set free, where chains fall and peoples are liberated, a church that offers healing for our humanity, a church that speaks the truth, clears the mind of the confused, 
A church that with just their look offers hope and peace to those that are lost. There's a lot of people confused out there. There's a lot of people out there that they don't know what to do. And let me tell you, as a much older person now, it is a joy to see the young people just go off in the Lord, like the way we say it in the city. Just going off in the Lord. Serving him in spirit and in truth. There is no word more powerful that can come out from a young person. Because it uses it as an example from the adults. The adults are example and the youth is learning. But we're praying and we're studying the Bible and we're listening to the word of God. When you guys go into that buzz room, don't give the leaders a hard time. Receive the word that they give you as if God is talking to you himself. Because God wants to teach you something. God wants you to grow. God wants you to see you grow more and more and more. And as you grow, you know how a plant grows and it multiplies? Leaves. You know, you buy a nice pot of plant. I love plants. And sometimes I have to change the pot because it gets so big, there's not enough dirt for it. So you got to get a bigger pot. That's the way it is with you guys. That's the way it is with the church. You know, um, God wants to move in beautiful ways. God wants to anoint the church in a humongous way. But we got to seek it. God is standing right here waiting to bless. God is just full of blessings. But we want to give him, we want him to see that, Lord God, I want to receive that. I want to have that passion. I want to grow in you, Lord. I want to be different. I dare you to be different. I dare you to be different and you'll see the glory of God in your life. You'll see how the Lord would accomplish his will in your life and to others. You're going to be an answer to somebody's problem. You're going to be joy to someone's sadness. You're going to bring laughter when they're crying. You know, I sat one time in church and I was, I've gone through a lot. There's so much that I can go, that I can say that I don't, there wouldn't be enough time. But there were times when I was hurting and God knew I was hurting. And I knew he knew I was hurting, but sometimes the pain was so hard, I couldn't find words to express to the Lord how bad it hurt. And here comes this six little year old boy, walks all the way to the back, like little six year olds do, and spoke Five words made me tremble so bad that I had to fall on my knees and just praise God. Realizing that when you praise God and you praise God and you praise God and you praise God, the chains start breaking, the bondage starts getting loose. You know, the enemy has to move from you. He has to flee from you because he sees the power and the authority that's coming out of your mouth. By just praising him. Just praising him. I dare you to try it. Just try it. Try it for a while. Get together with somebody. Hey, want to praise with me? That's what we come to church for. We come to praise the Lord and get refilled. Again, I'm going to repeat that. We're going to get recharged. Get a jump start so we can go back out there. We come tired and we come weary. We get filled with the Lord here. And we go out renewed in the spirit. That's what church is all about. Church is not to come and sit and smile and, hey, what's up? Nice couple of hours, sing, praise the Lord. Mm, okay. No, get recharged. Seek God. 
in spirit and in truth. And I guarantee you, because I am a witness, I guarantee you're going to see some great big changes in your life. And then it's going to explode to your surroundings. It's going to explode to your family. It's going to explode even in the church. So then all together we can go out there and we start receiving. We start, again, taking the souls from the enemy's hand. Okay? He knows. Again, I'm going to say it. He knows his time is short. He knows his time is short. But boy, could you make the enemy tremble if he sees a young person, an adult full of the Holy Ghost, and going out there and receive, and just, just, just preaching it, just speaking it in action. Not just words, in action too. And showing that we do serve a living God. We do have the authority of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we can go out there and we can speak the truth. And we can give you a word of encouragement where you can be set free. And then they'll come to church. Because they see how you act. Like, I want to go where they go. Something's going on over there. There, there. There's something going on over there. I want it too. We're going to see a lot of that once we start getting into the Lord in his word and praying and in spirit and in truth. One of the things that the pastor has spoken, and I'm just going to um, finish up soon here, but he took a couple of weeks and he spoke about the potter. Well, my mom, she was in the, she's still in the ministry. You know, the Lord still uses her in beautiful ways, but um, when I was around 12 years, 11, 12 years old, my mom used to go out and preach to different churches. They would invite her. And they, I used to love to go with her. Oh, my God. I just can never have enough of that. But there were times when I had to stay home because I was the oldest of four. And there were times when she would go really far away. And there would be school the next day or it's just too far for the little guys to go. So at that, at that time, we had a friend from Puerto Rico come visit us. You know, she was a good friend of ours. And because she stayed with us, mom said, okay, you can stay, and you can stay with the kids and just, you know, behave. Okay. So um, we put the babies to sleep. It was, um, there's the baby, and there was two younger siblings. And um, because my mama always taught us to pray, it was a Friday night, and I said, um, friend, why don't we go to the living room, why don't we go pray? And she's like, sure, I'm for it. You know, it's just something we put into practice and we enjoyed. So it was like maybe 11 o'clock at night. And that's right. I went to the living room and I went to pray. And I went to pray and I got on my knees with, with my friend and we just started praising God. We started, you know, we got on the knees. We were thanking the Lord for everything that he was doing. I was thanking him for my family, for the church. I was thanking him from where my mom was at at the moment. I was asking God to please use her and anoint her words, her anoint, her anoint her lips. I knew he was going to talk to somebody that night, at least one person. That's more than enough. You know, because that's what living waters, uh, the scriptures do. It flows like living waters. And I knew at least one person was going to receive. So I prayed. I said, Lord, you, you go ahead and do this. You know, I hope there's people that get saved tonight. If there's somebody sick in the church, I've experienced, I've seen people come in sick and they go out healed. I've seen them coming in in crutches, and they go out walking. I've seen them in wheelchairs. My grandfather was one of them, and they went out. After so many years, the doctor said they wouldn't walk. They went out walking. That was the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit in the churches. You know, so I, I say, Lord, wherever mommy is, you know, use her, Lord. Bless her. So I'm on my knees, and all of a sudden, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I started to get dizzy. I said, Lord, what's going on? 
I'm dizzy, Lord, but that's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I started getting more dizzy. I was still on my knees, I recall, and I said, I got so dizzy, I felt like I was going to, like, I was getting nauseous. And, but I said, I'm not going to stop. For some reason, I didn't want to stop. I just kept thanking God. I just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you don't have the words to say. You just praise God. God takes care of the rest. I mean, there's a lot to say, but sometimes our spirits just can't. And we just start thanking God. And I thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I got so dizzy, I fell back. My friend said she heard a thump. And she looked. I was still on my knees, but I fell back. And for some reason, she looked at me and she said, I'm not touching this one. There's something going on here. I, she just didn't feel like helping me up. But while that was going on... I felt that I was spinning faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And I was like, oh, my Lord, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, this board appeared, a round board. It looked like the top of a table. And it was spinning, too. And then I I had my eyes closed, but at the same time, it was like I had my eyes open because I saw what was going on. All right, And I know that it wasn't a dream because I hit my head. And I felt that. At the moment, I was like, okay, but I felt that pressure in my head, so I know I wasn't sleeping. And so all of a sudden, I saw my body up and on that table, which I thought was a table, and I started to spin with it. And then all of a sudden, from the ceiling, because I lived in the 14th floor in the project, some buildings were 30 floors high, and I lived in the 14th floor. There's only one way down. It wasn't out the window. I spinned and I spinned, but then I got on, I was on, I was placed on the table and from the ceiling, these two big hands came down. And as the hands approached my body, that it looked like I'm on the floor, but it looks like I'm on my knees. I kept spinning and spinning and the hands cupped. And all of a sudden I realized that I was on the potter's wheel and that God was doing something in my life. I knew there was a calling. I didn't understand. I may have been young. I knew there was something real. Because I knew what I was feeling. But God was working in my life. See, it doesn't matter how young you are. When you give yourself to the Lord. When you ask the Lord to fill you with that passion for Christ. That passion to go speak to others when he gives you that opportunity, it doesn't matter how young you are. You become powerful. You become powerful. You don't need your friends in school to be like, be like me. They're going to want to be like you. Because that's what the power of the Holy Spirit does. They don't have time. You know what? Sometimes they don't even dare get next to you at the moment because they got to get a little nervous. There's something weird going on for them. But we know that it's God filling you up, filling you up with his power. All right, so I'm on that wheel, and I know that he was molding me. He was working just like the potter, just like that picture that the pastor put that time where you saw the potter um, making that that vessel out of clay because we are clay in his hands. We are clay in his hands, you know. It says it in in Jeremiah. It says, oh, Israel, put your name in it. Wouldn't I do just like I do what the potter does with this clay to you guys? Basically, so you can understand. 
The same thing that the potter did with that vessel, God wants to do with our lives. If we would give him the chance, you will see the reason, his glory and his manifestation in your life daily. I'm not saying life is going to be easy. Life wasn't easy for me. It wasn't at all. I experienced certain things and I thought it would be like, okay, okay. No, sometimes it got even harder. But you know what? I wasn't alone during the hard times. God was with me. God was giving me the strength. And that's what he promised to do. When he left to be with the Father, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you the counselor. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit who will be with you, will abide with you. He's going to be in you. And you're going to be able to succeed, survive a lot of things. But it comes down to you putting your part first. Ask God to give you that passion. I always ask God, God, give me that passion. You know, if I'm alone in the church and nobody else wants to praise you, that's all right. Because I know that when I praise you, I receive. When I praise you, my body is healed. When I praise you, you anoint me more and more. I'm not here to show. I'm here to receive. And if we all come with that mentality and we ask God, you know, I'm here to receive the wonderful things that God can do in this place, from the youngest to the oldest. God will do great things in, in, the life of, in our lives and in the life of others. You know, because uh, I did have a lot, quite a few people in, the, in, in where I used to, the church where I used to go to in New York City. I mean, we had two young people that they were in, in, at the point of committing, yes, they were going to commit suicide. And because someone came at the right moment, at the right time, you know that it was God using us as a vessel. But because they came at the right time and at the right moment, they were saved. Not only physically, but spiritually too. And now they're great. I sometimes speak to a couple of my friends and it's amazing the things that they're going through or that God is doing through their lives in the ministry, you know. But like I said, when you guys come on Wednesdays, for example, Sundays is good. You show up on Sundays, yeah, show up on Sundays. Sundays are good. But when you come on Wednesdays too, that you go into that buzz room with your leaders, again, when they're talking, it's not that they're talking. It's that God is talking through them. God wants to give you a word. God wants to speak to your life. God wants to touch you where you think nobody knows that you need it the most. God is there to touch that spot. Why don't you try it? Why don't you test him? And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Just give him a chance. He will do great things. There, there were things that the Lord saved us from in New York City that honestly, if it wasn't because we know God's with us, I don't know how we would have survived. Like I said, those projects was one way down. So there were things that would happen in those projects that sometimes you just had to lock the doors and pray that nothing happened because there was no other way to go. But that was the life that I had to live. Sometimes you got to think that there's somebody out there that's living in a worse situation than you are. For you to realize you need to be thankful for where you're at today. And then from the point that you're at today, you move forward instead of back. You know, because God is a good God. And God, all he wants is to do good in our lives. But again, God is a gentleman. God is here to bless. But you have to take that first step. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna 
threaten you. He ain't going to shove it down your throat. He ain't going to say you got to do it or that's it. No, he gives, he gave us the choice and he hopes that, and he, he hopes that we choose right. I pray that we all choose right because the, the right choice will be the greater choice. And the more you'll see God in your lives and the more miracles and the more touches and the more manifestations and that, oh, God's glory will be from the church to your house, to your school, to your job. I mean, even my sleep. I thank God sometimes because I find my, I wake myself, I, I wake up praising God sometimes and I'm like, okay, I'll take this. Because I know that he's surrounded. See, my mom always said, you know, when you go out the door, you ask God, angels, in front of me, behind me, to my left, and to my right. And when that happened, and I believe that that's one of the main reasons why I would walk the streets of New York. And I'm going to tell you, we've walked into a lot of stuff, firing gunshots, and we would not be touched. We would not be touched. Why? Because the angels of the Lord has surrounded us. And God has always protected us. But why? Because we wanted him to. We asked him to. We prayed. We said, Lord, don't leave us alone. Don't ever leave us alone. Lord, please help me get closer to you. Give me that passion. I want to feel you. I want to seek you. I want to, in spirit and in truth. And I want to know that you're in my life every day, day by day, more and more. Never be content because every day is a new day. And let me tell you, like I said, you read the scriptures, for example, you can read that same verse three or four times and three or four times is going to speak to you in a new way, in a different way. But we ask God to guide us, to anoint us in that. All right. God bless you all. I just wanted to keep it short, (laughs) but I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, just like I know that God has done great things in my life. God can do great things in your life. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, it's quiet here in Florida. I love this. I mean, from where I come from, I want to change this now. But, you know, still in the midst of the quietness, in that small place where you think nobody knows you're at, God's right there. And if you open your mouth and you ask, you're going to receive. But you got to do it all on honesty you got to do it in all spirit, and you got to do it in truth. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.